3: Welcome to another episode of 100 Words or Less, the podcast. I am talking to you in the afternoon here in California, drinking a Bundaberg Diet Ginger Beer. You guys ever had ginger beer before? I honestly hadn't had it up until about, I don't know, maybe four or five months ago. Man, mind-blowingly good. I personally don't drink alcohol myself, but it makes me feel like I do. And uh, I guess that makes me feel more manly or something. I don't know. Anyways, our guest today is Jessie Lee, who is an adult film actress. Uh, I guess that's like a politically correct term. Or for a more, I don't know, mature audience, she's a porn star. There you go. More on her in a minute. Our partner, propertyofzack.com. Visit the website. Uh, they just launched a record label. When I say they, Zach. He was a previous guest. Check out a few episodes back. I talked to him a lot about his life and how the site started, all that type of stuff. All the latest and greatest in what's happening in independent music. So go visit them. They will appreciate it and enjoy the traffic. And then you will benefit from all the knowledge that you get. It just makes you more well-rounded person, okay? That's all I'm trying to say. Review- The show. Go to iTunes, type in 100 Words Podcast, and then you will be able to do one of two things. You can give us some star ratings, or you can give us some nice words. Yeah, there's been two really, really cool reviews lately. Uh, one of them actually just tossing out some ideas. I'm like, yo, you should interview these people. And I'm finding more and more people feel compelled to share that, which is awesome. Because there are certain people that I like get a message and I say, yes, that would be interesting. So I immediately reach out to them. That's kind of what's happening with some future episodes. Dude from Modern Life is War. Dude from Oh Brother. Just to give you a little tease on some upcoming shows. And if you, you want some more internet wisdom, go to the website, 100wordspodcast.com. And uh, I posted a lot of stuff there between the shows because I post a new show every Tuesday for those of you that uh, just haven't paid attention to that release schedule. On Wednesday, you're like, oh, let's pop on the website. Oh, cool. Here's this movie that I wasn't aware of or here's this new record that I haven't listened to. So check that out because people always enjoy recommendations, especially from someone you're like, oh, yeah, they, they don't have a bad taste. Like I can I can get behind what they're throwing out there. And uh, the editor for this episode is Tom Richfield, who I will be hanging out with like in days. He lives in the UK and he's vacationing with his girlfriend. So uh, I'm excited to meet him face to face. Before we talk about Jesse Lee, I want to talk about reunions. I'm fairly certain in a previous episode I talked about reunion shows. I think it was around the time that the musical outfit known as Refused announced that they were doing some shows. I mean, it's just it's so pervasive now where it's like, you know, you have bands that are even, I would say, you know, C and D level doing reunions. And it's fine. I have no problem with it because I have participated in it myself. So I'm not going to sit here and throw stones. I think the thing that starts... To make me personally feel uncomfortable when I look at other bands doing it, when it's just like a cut and dry payday. And to be fair, bands that got paid negative thousands and thousands of dollars when they were touring and then, you know, are able to kind of compensate themselves later on down the line. That's fine. I get it. Uh, Would I do that? I don't know. I mean, obviously, I've never been put in the position where it's like, hey, we will pay you thousands of dollars. But I have been put in the position where it's like, hey, we'll fly you to Japan. You know, you'll make a little money off of it you know, like maybe a thousand bucks, but it's more about the experience. But I've taken that and I have enjoyed those opportunities afforded to me. But I've never had Coachella obviously come up to me and say, hey, I'm interested in paying you, you know, $700,000 to play. But I feel that sometimes when certain bands come back, they come back in the wrong context, I guess, in the way that they, um, using a band like Refuse, for example. Um, I thought they did it very well. Uh, you know, they announced they're playing Coachella and then they did other shows around it and they kind of did a world tour and. It was cool because they did it kind of on their own terms in the sense of, you know, they put it at appropriately sized venues enough to where people could obviously see them if they wanted to. And then, you know, people that were lucky enough to see them in smaller venues, such as myself, got that opportunity as well. Uh, Bands that are kind of, I guess, setting up their own thing. I don't know. It's weird. It's continually confusing to me. And I don't even know why I bring it up besides the fact that it's just on my mind. So... I want to know what you, the listener, thinks of reunions and kind of what makes you feel comfortable, what you think is bullshit, all that type of stuff. Um, Because, I don't know, I just I feel like I need to talk about it with a few people in order to really kind of solidify which ones I feel crappy about and which ones I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's good. I can I can get behind that. So, yes, Jesse Lee. I, I'm. Tr- I can't remember exactly where I became aware of her, but it was just one of those things where um, porn has always been, I guess, present in my life ever since I was, I don't know, you know, fourteen or fifteen years old. Whenever a male finds out about the porn industry, it wasn't like through my dad's Playboy or anything like that. And this is going to sound really fucked up, but something that I've shared with a few of my friends where. My dad was very, um, I guess, sexually open, uh, open to the point of where he said, hey, Ray, when you turn 18, if you still have your virginity, I will get you a hooker. Now, I don't share this story because i feel like he is a terrible person he actually passed away a few years ago so he can't even defend himself at this point but uh that just shows the sort of atmosphere i was raised in so anyways with that being said uh, i was always aware of it i personally don't use it on a fairly regular basis but i have viewed it and i do view it on occasion so when the kind of alt porn scene started to happen where it's like you know okay girls and tattoos that are participating in the adult film industry burning angel that popped up That is a site that is dedicated to alt porn and the intersection of music and pornography. So Jesse Lee is a participant within that, I guess, family, for lack of a better term. Many, many mutual friends. And I was like, you know what? I think she will offer a very interesting take on pornography, the adult film industry, uh, because she herself, as we will talk about in the interview, is straight edge um and so i don't know i just feel like there was a there's a lot of interesting things to speak about with her so uh she was kind enough to invite me over to her apartment and we had this nice in-person chat here we go my own personal introduction to have you know you as as an individual, I mean, obviously, any healthy American males aware of pornography that exists. Of course. my,
2: my ex boyfriend when I was sixteen. Yeah, he was obsessed with Jenna James, not, not Jameson, not Jenna Jameson, Jamie Fox. If you know who that is, Jamie F O X X. Sure, I, as so, I would imagine her name. Yeah. <laughs> her
3: name to be. It's not just going to be. Uh, Fox. He
2: was like obsessed with her. Right. And so she had a bunch of scenes with Jenna Jameson. Like this was like fourteen years ago.
3: Right. 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 Once I started to see the advent of, you know, what Joanna was doing with Burning Angel and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. and kind of combining the sort of, you know, alt lifestyle pornography, and then obviously uh,
2: the one thing I love is that as long as the girl lives, you know, in like an alt lifestyle whatsoever, like she's more than welcome to be on the site. As long as she's hot, right? So there's girls with. No tattoos, girls with a bunch of really bad tattoos. Girls yeah. that don't even listen to, like, metal or hardcore or punk. They, yeah. Girls who listen to, like, just rap. So there's, like, all different variations of, like, all girls. Right. And a lot of times people don't get it. People are like, oh, she doesn't have tattoos. Why is she on Burning Angel? It's like, well, Burning angels not just tattoo girls. It mm-hmm. even says on the header, so it's, like, <gasps> punk, hardcore, goth, emo. And it's right, like, right. goth and emo girls. Don't have tattoos. Right. They're yeah, yeah. Not necessarily. They're right, too right. emo. They rather right. really go cry in a corner. Yeah. Sure, sure,
3: sure. Because, uh, I mean, I myself am straight edge and have been ever since I was like oh, 15 yeah. years old. we got to stay oh, together. Yeah. But, and so. It, it down. Exactly. I'm one of the last of the few. See so, <laughs>
2: you know Jeremy's straight edge also.
3: Yes, he is. He is. The edge is strong in this room. Yes, <laughs> <It's> very strong. <laughs> that in and of itself intrigued me. So I was just like, "What is this, what does this girl have going on? Many mutual friends, but obviously never met one another. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it, it, was was just, it like Chris Hansen? Chris Hansen, yeah, it, it was Chris
2: was, Hansen that, uh,
3: that got he, us together. Exactly, he did. Yes, he was like, here, here's your email. I was like, hey. But yeah, so that's that's kind of where my entry point is. Just like, you seem intriguing as an individual, as a person, as the choices you made in your life. And that obviously leads us to where we're at right now. Yay. <laughs> born and raised. Were you East Coast, West Coast? East I have no idea.
2: So I was born and raised in Buffalo, New York. Oh, um, Buffalo, okay. For a couple years, I lived in Louisiana. Fort Polk, Louisiana, because my dad was in the Army. I
3: was about to say, that make, that makes sense. And my <laughs> little
2: sister, my little sister was born there. And then okay. we moved up to Buffalo, where I spent a good majority of my life. But, you, moved,
3: were, but you were uh, born in Buffalo. And then, but in, okay, yeah, born
2: in Buffalo, and then we moved to Louisiana for a few years, and then went back to Buffalo like, after my dad was out of the Army. Sure. And then just after I turned 21, I moved down to Frederick, Maryland, which is a, if you can imagine any small city, super super small town yeah that's Frederick Maryland okay that's actually where I met uh she's a porn actress Annie uh-huh. Sandymas.
3: okay yeah
2: so I met her there she's one of my first friends in Maryland after living in Frederick for a year I was like I need to be in the civilization so I moved to Baltimore
3: okay and then how far how far was Fred- Frederick.
2: Frederick? Frederick Frederick okay yeah. which was nicknamed Fredneck
3: <laughs> okay because
2: it's tons a redneck so. yeah yeah <laughs> Everyone had, like, a redneck accent, which is crazy because it's, like, Maryland. Yeah, it's, yeah. like, above D.C., but well, it's, that's like, like the, super redneck. I don't
3: know if you're familiar with the comedian David Cross. He does a joke oh, yeah. about, like, that accent you can have anywhere. You can be from, fucking Bozeman, Montana, or you can be from Juneau, Alaska, and that accent is everywhere. So Especially like,
2: they have it in Buffalo, too. Like, yeah. in the south towns of Buffalo, like, <laughs> out in the south towns, like, by Walmart.
3: Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can basically take a survey around a Walmart. Like,
2: right by Walmart is where all the rednecks are. right, right. And right. there's lots of... Walmart's in Frederick. Okay. So you know. Um, and in,
3: in relation to Baltimore, how far is that? An hour.
2: An hour. It's okay. like, okay, so there's, Bal- so there's Baltimore, which is north. There's D.C., which is south. Okay. So, D.C. and Baltimore are an hour from each other. And then Frederick is like an hour southwest of Baltimore and okay. an hour northwest okay. of D.C. So, Got it's it. like a little triangle. But yeah, then sure after living in them. Baltimore for a year, I moved to Brooklyn. Okay. And right after that, I became a burning angel and...
3: Got it. Yes, and then we'll yeah. we'll, we'll get Six to years that. years later, you know. So, what was your what was your family structure like? So, you had it was just you at the beginning before your little sister was born.
2: Um, did... I have two sisters. Okay, I have an older sister and a younger sister. Got it. So,
3: and was your both your father and your mother were present when you were yes. born and brought mm-hmm. into the world? And Yep, they were. And are they still together? No. Okay.
2: They divorced about a decade ago. For the better. Was, no, okay. they're having issues. And, yeah. You know, he's like remarried a couple times.
3: Got you know. it. <laughs> One of those. I, that was he, the- he's,
2: right now, he's a born-again Christian. Oh. He became one of those after my mom and him split up. So Okay. That's fun. Yeah. That was lots of fun. He gave me a Bible one year for Christmas, and one year, yeah, right. I, I threw it out.
3: Right. <laughs> in front yeah. of him?
2: No. <laughs> or just like, no, I'm just, just no. not interested in but his But he doesn't know I have God-free tattooed on my hand. Right. So.
3: You're obviously making the proclamation pretty strong. <laughs> like,
2: you know... I don't think that's what you should do. Yeah, I probably shouldn't show him my like inverted pentagrams and inverted crosses, and you know my demonic tattoos on my feet. You know, I probably shouldn't show him that or six six six. You know. Right,
3: right, right. Yeah, yeah, he may he may be a little disappointed from that perspective.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Um. And so your your father was in the army. And what does your mom do for a living?
2: She's a nurse.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a very caring profession.
2: Yeah, she's she's very very caring.
3: Yeah. And so then you, like you said, you obviously moved down to Louisiana, and then say most of your formative years were like in Buffalo. Like that was Pretty kind of when yeah. you started going to junior high and high school and stuff yeah, like I, that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I first grew up in Buffalo. I went to a normal high school for my freshman year. Mm-hmm. And then I hated high school. Okay. And I wanted to graduate early, so I went to an alternative high school. Okay. On my own terms. Most kids get kicked out of their home school, and say. that's why they go there. Or that's but, like
3: the, the pregnant girl school?
2: Yeah, pretty much. And the back is There's no pregnant girls in that school, though, because it's Buffalo. People don't really...
3: Get pregnant there?
2: They do, but... <laughs> but they get, back,
3: they get put to another school. Yeah.
2: Back then, back then there was no pregnant girls in my high school. Yeah. Oh, ever. I These mean, days, now it's like every fucking girl's pregnant. High school's like daycare. Fa- <sighs> yeah, 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 like,
3: yeah. Seriously. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I never I had that. I mean, granted, I went to like a... I went to like a Lutheran, like Christian high school, and it was mostly oh. because of my mom was a school teacher, so she just wanted small class sizes. Fun. I mean, obviously, I never experienced like, oh, that girl's out sick for six months, but like, Weird. yeah. But now it's wow, like, she's
2: she got really, really <laughs> fat, totally. and then she just like came back and she was skinny. And she yeah, like, yeah. I mean. These days, in LA, i like be like, oh, she got liposuction. It could be <laughs> one of those. You know? <laughs> totally, totally. That's so, funny.
3: That's funny that you... I mean.
2: actually went to a Catholic school for kindergarten, first and second. Okay. When I'm um, in kindergarten, my mom would bring me to school. Mm-hmm. And I would literally, I would run out crying after her. I would, really? like, I'd be like, mommy, don't leave me! And I'd like cry, like cry, cry. My teacher had to bribe me with stickers.
3: <laughs> it was, And was it just because you were like, I don't want to be with my, uh, my parents? Or like, I just... Don't feel comfortable here. I don't
2: know. I mean, I know it's hard I to reflect just, upon was your like, kindergarten.
3: I boys.
2: Yeah. I think it's because I was like, I was yeah. such a mama's girl, right? That's
3: a, so that's you, you would yeah. you would define yourself. You got along with your dad, but you were like, yo, my mom is where it's yeah, at. Yeah,
2: my mom is my mom is my hero. I love her. Got so it. she gets me through everything. she's, so. she's the rock. Totally is.
3: That's awesome. You have remained close with her through the divorce, and your father is just kind of checks in occasionally, so to speak? Or are you, ke- or you keep in regular touch with
2: him. Well, just recently, we've, like, in the past, like, few years, mm-hmm. we've become close again. But for a while, I fucking hated him. Sure. So, yeah. He's yeah, yeah. changed a lot. After his second divorce, he changed.
3: So he's on his third wife now? Or no. Or he's currently he's, single?
2: He has a girlfriend right now. I don't <laughs> it's really hard, know. It's hard to keep track. I don't really know.
3: No, no. I mean, I was just, like, my my father... He dates deep. more
2: than I do, and he's, like, you know, 50. Alright. in his 50s, he's almost 60
3: My dad was on his third marriage but He passed away two years ago But it was one of those things where When he told me that he was getting married the third time Like that's cool, Like, tell me in like five years Once he really sorted it out
2: I mean, third time's a charm though, right?
3: right. <laughs> he probably made that joke to me at some point Just because I was like oh, God, Dad, <laughs> that's I, kind of awesome. I will not believe you Until like you actually Really like t- tough this one out For longer than fucking two years or whatever
1: at purdueglobal.edu. Um, and so
3: when you started to go, like you said, you, you hated high school, and so you wanted to get the fast track out of there?
1: Yeah,
2: but then I was, you know, at the to turn into school, and I wanted to, you know, fit in with the cool kids. Yeah. So I just started slacking, and then get held back for a second sophomore year, and I was like, fuck this! So I dropped out. Really? And got my good enough diploma.
3: Okay, good. Your GED as <laughs> they say? Exactly. <laughs> I, why have I never heard of that? I mean, I've heard GED, but I've never heard the good and Really? Of, yeah.
2: I've been using that for like, since I got it.
3: That's like, spectacular. I like love that. Over
2: 10 years ago. <laughs> God, well, cool. at, least,
3: at least you got that though. Because obviously it's like you, yeah. you see certain people. I mean, it really does take an effort to not graduate high school in the sense of like, I understand your experience where you're like, like, fuck this. Like, I'm out. Yeah. but to like actually go through all four years of high school and not graduate that i don't understand because like i
2: don't get that either
3: grades are kind of given to you like
2: my older sister dropped out in her her senior year her mm-hmm. senior year
3: oh my god so close. and she got
2: and she got her gd but right now she's like getting like all these like bachelor's and master's and like the higher masters and stuff yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. what yeah she works for mcdonald's really she works corporate for mcdonald's I'm like, like what the fuck like yeah. in
3: chicago because no. I think that's where their headquarters are.
2: She doesn't work at their... At the headquarters yeah, but some to, like, satellite she, office or she whatever. She pretty much like overlooks all the McDonald's in like, her area. Oh, okay. Crazy.
3: Nuts. But when you were in high school, your parents were still together, correct? Yes. And so um, you're... No,
2: actually, they split up...
3: Towards the end of... When
2: I was 15. okay. Yeah.
3: So like freshman, sophomore year, or yeah. whenever that was. When transition I went to point. the alternative school. Right, right. Pretty much. What a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that had something to do with it you hated high school and you were basically rebelling against everything that
2: everything and anything
3: right yeah. how i mean how did your mom handle you like was it just were you just the biggest pain in the ass oh, it's
2: really hard to handle you right know, i have to give it to her i mean what, I, I was such a fucking shit i was yeah. such a little shithead you just
3: talk back and just the worst yeah her and
2: i would like get in fights fight somewhere the one time like i was in this like old house where we're still like radiators okay and i remember like screaming at her and i like because it was like, she just started dating again after her and my dad divorced. So okay. it was like, I don't know why, but I was like calling her a slut and like all this stuff, you know, because 15-year-old. Yeah, yeah,
3: sure, sure. I was on a
2: lot of drugs. It happens. <laughs> so. Oh, so
3: you were, you were rebelling in every sense of the term. Every
2: sense, yeah. And then okay. my, I remember my mom, like, she grabbed me by the back of my head and slammed me into the bathtub. Oh my God. And I got up and she slammed me over the radiator and started hitting me. I'm sure. Like, oh. And I never fucked with her ever again. I was like. Oh man, because that was the first time she ever, ever, ever hit me. And like, I was like, physically, right, right, okay, all right, right. So I learned, so, so I feared her, right. Which is what I think is wrong with the youth of today. Children do not fear their parents. Sure. So they need to fear them. So, so I be, think there parents, needs to be
3: some element. I think parents. Of,
2: I think it, sh- it shouldn't be against the law to beat your children if they need it. I think the, the way that
3: you're saying th- it,
2: discipline them strongly. Right, right.
3: <laughs> yes, Ph- be-
2: physically discipline them, discipline them strongly.
3: Beating a child like that that could send some red flags for people. That that yeah. terminology. But I, I understand guess, what yeah, you're I
2: saying. Yeah, I guess wrong, wrong, wrong.
3: But uh, your your point is well taken. Yes, there are definitely like qu- the idea of corporal punishment, where like I mean, I definitely remember getting spanked in elementary school and like not thinking twice of it just being like i'm not gonna fucking do that again exactly and learn
2: not to do that again Mm -hmm. like kids these days push buttons it's it's true kids are so fucking disrespectful (laughs) so disrespectful i fucking hate kids
3: sure (laughs) (laughs) we'll hit on that later um (laughs) what sort of person did you find yourself like trying to be like in high school like did you start to get into music then like what was your sort of thing were you just kind of wandering from sort of
2: I I listened to Top 40 radio okay all the way up until the age of nineteen okay I was working at Denny's doing overnights and a bunch of the like you know tattooed model dudes would, like come in all the time and I became friends with them so okay. I would like I would like go to their shows and then I would start to go to more shows and I'm like oh this is awesome so hmm. it wasn't until I was like nineteen so like ten years ago is when I started getting sure. like heavy music
3: okay. And, but in high school, you were basically just kind of like, like you said, you were just doing drugs and rebelling and like no particular like scene, so to speak. You were just kind yeah. of like hanging out with
0: people, people like, like wallflower too. I like
2: kind of didn't like, didn't have like a clique of friends. Like I was like the least girly girl ever. I'm a tomboy at heart. Yeah. I just know how to look really girly. I just, I love being a tomboy.
3: Did you play sports as a little girl? I
2: was a cheerleader. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Waffle. There's
3: laughs> con- but, contradiction in terms but, okay, right there.
2: When I was younger, I was a cheerleader until high school. So I made the cheer squad, cheerleading squad, like freshman year, mm-hmm. but I wasn't friends with any of the cheerleaders because okay. I wore like baggy jeans and like, you know, <laughs> right, long sleeve shirts and stuff. I looked like a tomboy, but I was a cheerleader. Right. Because you enjoyed
3: like the dance aspect of it or just I kind just, of the... I like
2: performing. So uh, it's like one of those because I was in drama club and stuff too. So uh, I just love being on a stage in front of people. Got so, it. Got it. Yeah. When did you
3: start doing drama?
2: Middle school. Okay. High school, yeah. And so you're
3: doing like plays and stuff like that? Yeah
2: much um i was mostly i didn't do like the whole acting aspect of it i sure. did mostly like the chorus but i was always like in the front of mm-hmm. the chorus and anytime i was in chorus in elementary middle school i always got like the leads sure so back then i could actually sing so and Oh, so you,
3: you feel like you've lost that
2: well i smoked cigarettes for 12 years <laughs> so that has a tendency yeah, to yeah because i because voice. i did that i fucked up my voice it's a bummer it happens right <laughs> Whatever. You live and learn. Whatever. What?
3: What uh, were you? Uh, I'm not
2: going to be the next Disney star, anyways. So. Right.
3: <laughs> yeah, they're, they they might do a background check on that. Probably. <laughs> but then again, that doesn't seem to. Usually, the girls that get piped into Disney system obviously end up trying to rebel hard, anyways.
2: Because yeah, they, because they're like all around being, because they have to be good, right? So they rebel and they're like, "Fuck
3: this!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be in Spring Breakers. <laughs> what register or like he's because they have what like tenor like i mean were you doing like solos and stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know you were just you were just like i'll sing i'll be there
2: i was like i just like being the center of attention sure sure it's kind of like why i like doing cheerleading too yeah so the center of attention
3: so Mm -hmm. were you you bummed that your that your sister came along because then Took some attention away from you?
2: <laughs> no. What really sucked about growing up, though, is like, so my older sister is a year older than I am. My okay. younger sister is three years younger than I am. Mm-hmm. So all of my sister's clothes, because I, I was very, very poor growing up. Okay. Um, So all of my older sister's clothes were then mine right. after, you know, I always got hand-me-downs. But by the time I was then wearing them, right. they are too frazzled for my little sister. So I always she get older always... sister's hand-me-downs. So it wasn't that I hated my younger sister. is I was like, oh, fuck this bitch. Like I, I should... My older sister had, like, the worst style ever.
3: Right. So you, so, you so basically big... were just a little version of her because you had no choice.
2: Yeah, and, like, because... Like, growing up and stuff, I got picked on from my clothes. And I'm like, it's not my fault. My <laughs> sister picked them out. So, yeah. I can't
3: pick out my own clothes because they're hand-me-downs. <laughs>
2: exactly. I'm like, oh, this fucking bitch. Right. But I'm, I'm, very, I'm way close to my younger sister than my older sister.
3: Interesting. Yeah. Maybe because there, there was obviously some time difference. Because, I mean, a, like a year, is, that's really tight, like, as yeah. far as timing. Her and, I,
2: her and I aren't on the same page with anything. Sure. She has a son mm-hmm. who's, I think, I believe he's 12 now. Oh, wow. So yeah, she's she's a mom.
3: Sure, she's yeah, she's obviously. She's just a
2: mom. My little sister, not a mom.
3: Right, right. So. <laughs> Looking at where you're at in your life versus where you're at, where your sister's at, it's like you know she is no she's no context for anything that you're doing or involved in. Yeah. Besides, like judgment, which I'm imagining probably exists. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> so so right that's right. why it's
3: that's why it's difficult for you to obviously like you know probably see eye to eye with her, or have any sort of. You know solid yeah, relationship
2: yeah she just has a very like conservative view yeah yeah, yeah. So, my little sister not so much
3: so. right right she's more open <laughs> yeah very basically once you got your good enough diploma um <laughs> did you have any sense of like i would like to be a cheerleader when i grow up like what what was your sort of um vision what i wanted that to do
2: i wanted to work at a radio station oh, okay um i wanted to be a you know online person or on-air personality sure what well, sucks is the guy that I was dating was mm. the top 40 Buffalo. Oh, um,
3: okay.
2: Okay. So I couldn't work at his station.
3: Okay. Because they wouldn't I hire you based off
0: the Yeah, because of it's, like, it's
2: like, oh, that's John's girlfriend. Oh, I can't hire her. So I couldn't get hired because I couldn't get hired at his station. Okay. Sure. But then I couldn't work at another station because that's competition. So it's like, oh, she's working for our... our or enemies. Right, right. Our rivals. So, yeah,
3: yeah. So you're kind of rock and hard playing. So, what? so, so
2: I worked at Starbucks instead.
3: <laughs> so you're a barista.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I love Starbucks.
3: I, I love Starbucks as well. I mean,
2: I love working there. Right. But I love drinking into it too. Right,
3: right. <laughs> yeah. So you, no. you really like? Starbucks? Yeah, I
2: worked at Starbucks back when it wasn't automatic. it's was sure. like when you actually had to like pound down the shots. And right, see, right, pound down right. the grains. Yeah. Yeah. They're, I'm well, are not using the work the right word? No, it's
3: okay. okay. Yeah. Well, it, it's been a few years since you've worked there. Whether or not you enjoy coffee, you have to appreciate the fact that there's obviously an artistry about it. Like, yeah. you not it's not just kind of like oh, you're like here, here's this coffee. It's like no, these are beans, and you have to make them into this, and you have to do this. And so yeah. I can understand where you're like, yeah, hands on. Like,
2: yeah. So my drink at Starbucks is a. I get all the boxes filled. Okay. All the boxes. Well so oh. <laughs> oh,
3: I like that. Box. You're like, if I'm not getting a box filled, it's not a good drink.
2: No, I mean that way I can like tell if they're like doing my and cream because so, like all the boxes aren't filled.
3: Oh, I see. So it's a little, it's a little sniff test. It's kinda, like all right, kind of. it. Yeah, um, yeah.
2: I get a half calf, double tall, vanilla soy, no it mocha. It's really good.
3: Yeah, that sounds good. I like that. And where did the the radio personality was just the fact that, again you were kind of going back to like oh I liked these sort of attention that. Would Pretty be, much.
2: Yeah. yeah. I've always like I've entertainment in my blood. Even when I was younger, I used to be I used to be dance class and stuff like that, and I was mm-hmm. such a ham. Such a ham. Yeah. Even I even have this like. I don't know where it is right now. I'm still moving. <laughs> right. Um, this like photo from like Astro World in Texas of me and my sisters next to Bugs Bunny. Uh-huh. My sisters are all like smiling or whatever. I'm yeah. doing this like cute little pose, like right sure. next to Bugs Bunny. I'm like three, four at most. <laughs> and I, was, like, like, ah. I was such a little hat. I was like, oh, that's sure. where it started.
3: I know how to get this attention. Like, just watch this.
2: I just, <laughs> I've just always been, an, I don't know. I just love entertaining. So yeah. I think that makes sense and why i do everything that i do
3: but right right of course and so then as you started to get kind of introduced you know you were just working odd jobs obviously and as you started to get introduced to you know music the shift from top 40 to like metal and punk and hardcore like that's a huge one so like why did you gravitate towards that we're like oh this is great
2: i've always been in a, like you know the radio rock mm-hmm. like since i was younger like pole jam Garbage, sure. stuff like that right. so it's just like really really into that and then i started getting into like post hardcore okay which is, you know, mostly singing, mm-hmm. you know, mostly clean vocals only right. a little bit of screaming. So I started to know that and then it just progressed. Mm-hmm. So
3: And so because you, you said like, so you're 19 working at Denny's and like the metal dudes kind of sort of introduce you to that. Like, or what was so cool about that, that you were like, oh, well, I mean, is- I'd already
2: started like when I was younger, I used to go tanning a lot and dye my hair like super blonde, you know, kind of like the way I am now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. without yeah. tattoos. Sure. So I just stopped. Channing, uh uh-huh. and i stopped dyeing my hair blonde i would just dye it dark right so then i'm gonna then i started wearing a bunch of like studded bracelets and like gradually changing my style to more like sure rock mm-hmm. more metal so you know i like them more so that's why yeah i kind yeah. of spoke to you yeah
3: you know metal's one community and hardcore's one community and punk's one community but obviously it's all under the same umbrella
2: yeah, i was, was more into like Post hardcore and metal are like the two; they're still the two subgenres of music that I listen to me the most. I just love heavy aggressive music. Like, I like some hardcore, but it has to be like progressive hardcore. Sure, you know? got it. Even like stuff like Defeater, stuff right, like right. That. I like that's hardcore, but it's yeah, like aggressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's great.
3: There's a level of melody. There's emotion. Yeah, 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 I
2: like that. I like music that um you can tell that they're putting all their feelings and emotions into these lyrics and sure. into the music. So right. I don't like overproduced shit they put on the radio. Sure. Yeah. yeah. A lot well, yeah, of stuff to... they just write because it's like, Oh, that's going to solve stuff. It's right. like, no, there's no meaning behind it. I like,
3: it's one of those things that once you've been exposed to that, what you're talking about, yeah. as far as like the level of, you know, intimacy and emotion that music can create when it's just coming from a place of like, okay, we're not doing this to yeah. make a career out of it. Once you get exposed to that and then you listen to the other stuff, it's so easy to differentiate. Yeah.
2: Or even like music that doesn't have to do with th- their own personal experiences, mm-hmm. but it has to do with the story. Sure. Like they can tell the story with such passion.
3: Yeah. All about that. Yeah. yeah like so. sign me up.
2: Yeah. Like Defeater. Yeah. It's a great it, band. You know, it's always a story. Totally. Every single album is a story. It's awesome.
3: That's planned from the beginning, which is even crazier. It's yeah. like the band, just they just know what's up. It sounds like the move to Baltimore was kind of like your definitive step into like the world that you know now, like yeah. in a way, like so. I mean,
2: totally like scene looking, you know, like have like crazy scene hair. I look like a scene kid.
3: Yeah. Were you? Were you, did you find yourself being like you know? Were you a, a MySpace celebrity? Were you any of these other social networking platforms? Like people started to pay attention because like, oh, hot girl with crazy looking stuff going on. Like, did that no. ever happen for you? No. No. Okay. Just curious. I mean, because it's one of those things. I
2: where- had like a thirty-five hundred friends on myspace and i was like oh that's so much yeah yeah. but then it was until i started like modeling like with my clothes off that people actually started like oh it's that girl oh that girl
3: got it yeah well because there's obviously i mean in that age of myspace celebrities it was definitely like your people that really took it seriously you know like people that really were putting themselves out there and be like all right i gotta get more friends i gotta have you know i gotta hire a person (laughs) to add more friends each day it's like holy shit like General
2: Fidelity and CalCorp, yeah. <laughs> they're my friends still. Yeah,
3: yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love them. Right, right. Um, and so the uh, so because I mean obviously the I mean like you said entertaining is always in your blood but obviously making the leap from being like okay like I like I like entertaining to the idea of doing pornography like that's a huge. That, that.
2: Well, I I was working at Starbucks and I right. wasn't making much money and a lot sure. of my friends in Baltimore as you know Starbucks don't make much money yeah, because yeah. it's minimum wage or eight bucks an hour right right something right, right. retarded like that right. So a bunch of my friends were stripping. Oh, okay. So I was like, hey, guys, <laughs> can you help me out? I really want to make the money that you're making because yeah. I want to make the amount of money that I make at Starbucks a month in a night stripping, which is what I did. Right. Um, so I started, I was a natural, so.
3: Right, right. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, the, the idea of stripping is obviously like that. Like you said, in and of itself is just a matter of performing. It's probably like you know, exactly same idea of doing a cheer a routine without
2: clothes on. Right, right, it's exactly. <laughs> yeah.
3: you're like I already to do that in my bedroom. So now it's exactly, just a <laughs> 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 you know, did you were you in a relationship when you were in Baltimore? Like yeah. at that time,
2: I haven't been in a real relationship since top forty where we do personality. Okay, yeah, I don't I don't do relationships. We've right,
3: right. gone on dates, but not. Yeah, not I, I
2: like I casually see guys, but right. after like a month, it's like I'm done. <laughs>
3: And just boredom on your part, not yeah, always, I not always the like, case. I just a partner, whoever that may be, you know, has to be comfortable with the idea of you doing what you're doing. And a lot of
2: guys aren't. I mean, I'll be okay, honest. we won't say not a lot. We'll say the majority of mankind, right. is not comfortable with what I do.
3: This is this is how I imagine it going. Like it's like a knee jerk reaction. Like you know, say. Say I am courting you, and I'm like I'm like oh yeah, I'm into Jesse. Like I'm I I could theoretically talk myself into the idea like yeah, like I'm cool with that. And then like two weeks into it, I'd be like, no, wait a minute, I'm not cool with that. And I imagine <laughs> or, that's like
2: the last boyfriend I had was like right before I became sober. Uh huh. So it was like really long time ago. Sure. But um, we were dating, and he knew he was like the last boyfriend I had. I've only had two boyfriends in the past decade. Right. right. I'm sorry. Since I broke up with my since me and my ex broke up like. About a decade ago Right I've only had one boyfriend Okay And it was for four months Okay But it's only because Okay So when he When we first met He knew, you know I told him who I was Or whatever And like right. you know He looked me up and stuff And he like found photos of me Stuff like that And he like would like Jack off to like my photos right. And stuff Like I would find them Like 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 I'd go in his bedroom And like sure. his little like End table was like What are pictures of me Doing in here He's like uh, I use those. More. Yeah. Oh, They're okay. my material. Right. Yeah. So after we were dating for a couple months, um a lot like I wasn't I wasn't filming while mm-hmm. I was dating like when I first started dating him. Sure. But two months later, like all of my stuff that I filmed like months previously right, after right. dating him started coming out and I started getting box covers, starting like I got nominated for like best D P sex scene in two thousand nine. Sure. So, you know, he felt a little weird about that and he wanted me to quit porn.
3: Sure. I ma- well, I imagine so. that's, like I said, I imagine that's most of... So,
2: yeah, how about the relationships? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I can understand yeah. that. I can understand the... Uh... I like
2: I like my I like my long-term booty calls. Right. Like Dave Navarro, my long-term booty call. I love him. He's great. <laughs> I've literally been sleeping with Dave for over five years. That's great. And then my friend, Jorma, is also my other long-term booty call. That's good. Awesome. Yeah, it's just like, that's well... That's all I'm... I need. Literally, that's all right. I need. Right. right, When they're both home from tour, and you know, I see that. Yeah, it's, it's like, five. hey, how's it going?
3: Right, right. The, um, and, and sorry, I'm jumping around here, but the <laughs> idea cool. of the, it's like when you, you know, when you became sober, it sounds like one of those things where it's like, you know, you're a very, uh, you know, extreme person in the sense of like, yeah. you do, you do one thing and this is fucking it. And then you go to the other side and then that's, this is what you are. That's
2: why I had to become sober. Right. It was, it was out of control. Yeah. I was a fucking parent. Cause I, I moved from Baltimore to New York city okay. and I just became a burning angel Burning Angels yeah Burning Angel is like a New York, New Jersey, you know, that's where that's where they are. So I met a lot of club promoters and DJs and bartenders and I was drinking six nine out of the week. You know, not even like just drinking, but like fucking wasted. Wasted. But like on shitty vodka and I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah, yeah. I was, like, a train wreck, and then I started, like, every Tuesday, me and my friend would go to this one bar, and we were, like, I would pay for it, but I would get a 50 bag of Coke and, like, do that, and I'm, like, oh. Holy shit. Yeah, I was fucking, I was a mess. I was a fucking hot mess. How,
3: how old were you? Like, early 20s?
2: I was 24 when I...
3: What? Okay, I moved, what, okay, yeah, I moved what, to City. Yeah, what sort City. of prompted that? I moved
2: to New York City yeah, yeah. in July of 2007, mm-hmm. and then my birthday is in September, and that's, like, when I started, like, meeting everyone. Okay. And then by... January, I was a fucking mess, fucking mm-hmm. hot mess. You know girls that like move to LA and they're like of really, course. really young and they turn into these fucking like hot messes and right. they like do a bunch of drugs and right. like get fucking wasted. I'm gonna be an actress. That, right, right. That right. that's what I was okay. in New York City. But New York City's like fifty times bigger, like mm. with people wise.
3: Well it yeah, and it's 50, also
2: fifty times more things to do. So and it's, it's
3: also like, con in a, a higher concentration. Yeah, area. so
2: it's like right. it's like the girls that are here that like become hot messes. Like yeah. I was like 10 times worse than that and I was like oh. so it wasn't until I like I like woke up and I was like oh man I really want a shot of fucking Jameson I was like Oh I can't do this anymore
3: really it's amazing that you were able to have that sort of oh it was hard
2: oh it was hard it was yeah, really yeah. hard to quit because well, I'm sure you know I had a lot of bar friends right as in like not friends who want to hang out like have dinner and they want to like get you wasted with them the right. bar right I had a lot of those so I had to like I didn't right. literally get new friends but it's okay because it's New York
3: Right, right. There's a lot of friends there. Yeah. But so if, uh, what I'm saying, for you to have the wherewithal in your own head to recognize that, like, oh, shit, I'm pretty fucked up. Like, this needs to change immediately. Especially, like you said, if you were obviously already that far, like, gone. Yeah. For you to be able to, to recognize that. But that's good that you did.
2: Yeah, nobody nobody told me that I was a hot mess. I had to, like, figure it out on my own. Well,
3: then it's good that you ha- got new yeah. friends. Because, obviously, well, misery loves company. It's like everyone, exactly. everyone is getting fucked up. Isn't going to be like, oh, hey Jesse, you should probably think about this, and then just do like you know, <laughs> twenty lines. Like,
2: yeah, they
3: want you to be a part of that as well.
2: Yeah, because they wanted me to buy the coke for them. Right.
3: You said that's that's why... your secret enabler across the board.
2: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you're like,
3: I'm having fun. You're having fun at my expense. Eat a little entourage. I'm like,
2: oh man, I really want to some coke. Do you want to pitch in? Yeah. I don't have any money. And I'll buy it. All
3: right, all right, it's on me anyways. Interesting, the idea uh, in and of itself, like the you know. Uh, straight edge and pornography like those are, those are two separate orals in the sense of like
2: what started doing porn before i claim edge
3: in and of itself because obviously people could look at something like straight edge and be like oh you know here's these you know goody two-shoes people or whatever and then obviously there's the idea of you know pornography which is like clearly like no one can look at no one can look at that and be like that's something that's easily applied with like straight edge you know that's and that's honestly what interested me
2: see here's the thing okay yeah. so Porn companies is supposed to, you know, showcase, you know, girls, and the scenes is, like, these super, like, promiscuous, like, right. raunchy sex scenes. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people that have, like, seen my scenes... Like, yeah, yeah. I work with literally the same handful of guys. Mm-hmm. I've worked with literally, like, maybe, like, eight guys... Oh, okay. ...in over five years. Sure. I work with the same guys every single time I've right, right, right. seen. So, it's not really promiscuous. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one... It's tested, like sure. so you know it's safe. Of course, too. Well, it's it's it's, it's a, a job,
3: right? It's a business, so right, right, right? Right, right.
2: People just don't get it. People are like people are like, oh, you're not to edge, you do porn. I was like, oh, so you fucking dudes behind people's back is like,
3: right, right, right. better
2: than what I do because you probably caught something. Do like, people? I don't.
3: Do people target you based off that fact? Do people have people literally said to you young like young
2: kids, young kids do? Sure. But all of my friends who are like you know around my age in their 30s or who have been like edged longer than these fucking kids who like (laughs) you know say that I'm not edged like my tattoo artist like he's been edged for like 21 years right
3: right well, yeah, yeah, you you get to a certain... Like, all
2: of my friends who are, yeah, my they're all like, yeah, cool porn. That's awesome. Like, a lot of my fan, like, I have a lot of straight edge fans. It's awesome. Right,
3: right. No matter what a person thinks about, obviously, pornography in general, they mm-hmm. could look at someone like you and be like, wow, like, the message in and of itself, straight edge, like, is yeah. getting to an audience that may have never even fucking thought about that just because exactly. you're introducing them to like,
2: that. Like, the whole thing about being straight edge is not poisoning your body. Right. How, sex is healthy. Mm-hmm. What happens like when you get laid and you have really good sex? You're sure. so fucking happy. How's it right. poison? Like exactly. that's not poison. Like right. alcohol in your body, total poison. Like yeah, yeah. drugs, poison, cigarettes, poison. Like all right. of that is poison. You right. know?
3: Right, right. No, right. so no. I'm no, not totally. poisoning
2: by putting something in. It's, you know, it's right, right, Kind of
0: going in my body. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Temporarily, so. right.
2: <laughs> exactly. In and out, just a tip. <laughs> right,
0: right. <Exactly. laughs> yeah, I'm sure.
3: Okay. As you started to, you know, like when you moved to New York, and obviously as you started to get involved with Burning Angel, it's like, it, it seems like sort of a hacky, stereotypical question, but how did it sit with like your, you know, your mom?
2: My I, mom tells people that her daughter's a porn star. Yeah? My dad didn't know until recently, sure. like a couple years ago, that I did anything.
3: Is that the Christmas that he gave you the Bible?
2: No, the Christmas he gave me the Bible was like 10 years ago.
3: Oh, okay. Oh, that was, that was yeah, way, wait, before that. It was like.
2: More than 10 years ago. Got it,
3: got it. I
2: told him that I was a bartender. Okay. I was gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm traveling from place to place and I always have money because I'm a bartender, duh. Right, right, right. What what I do. Right. So, yeah.
3: so when did you actually have the conversation with your mom? Like, mom, this is what? My right. mom, oh, so... I told
2: it. it was my dad that I was right. Like, your oh, dad I'm did. a bartender, yeah, yeah. dad. Totally a bartender. But yeah, my mom was like, cool about it. My mom, Because my mom knows that I make really good decisions and I'm not going to like, hurt myself. Mm-hmm. So she knows like...
3: There's already that level yeah. of trust.
2: Yeah, she knows that like... I'm not up to any trouble. So Interesting. I'm very smart about what I do.
3: You were painting your relationship obviously in high school where it was like, you know, very adversarial. You guys were at each other's throat.
2: Yeah. I was like that with both my parents though. I was just rebelling against everything.
3: Right. When did it turn the corner for you where it's like your the relationship with your mom was really like
2: um, solidified
3: from that perspective?
2: Um probably after high school. Yeah. I think I was like after I got my GD. No, okay. right before then. I don't know. I like always had this like up and down with my mom where like mm-hmm. we'd like fight and then we'd love each other and then fight and then, you know, it's what families do.
3: Yeah, of course. It's like
2: sisters. They fucking fight and they like throw each other's clothes out the window and shit right. like that.
3: And then in a week they'll be all right. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, like them, one of those. I'm sorry I ruined your best pair of jeans.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Funny though, I was actually, I had a friend over. It was at my old house and mm-hmm. um, I was wearing my older sister's pajama pants. I was literally just about to go in the shower and like take them off right over She's like, so like. I go downstairs and she's on. She's like, you're wearing my fucking pants. I'm like, I'm gonna go in the shower and take them off. Just chill out. She's mm-hmm. like, no, take them off right now. So I'm like, fine. So I take them off. I go downstairs and I throw them in her face. I'm like, here's your fucking pants. Right. She goes, you fucking bitches. She fucking sucker punches me. Oh my god. And but but I ended up beating the fuck out of my- her. <laughs>
3: Shortly thereafter. Like, oh, you
2: want a fucking hip? So my little sister wore those like platform shoes. Oh yeah, yeah. like not heels, but after, right, like, those plop. huge platform, yeah, yeah, yeah no like girl shoes. Right, and they're you know they're really rugged. So I took the fucking shoe and I beat my sister in the face with it. She had fucking... This is your older sister, right? Is oh, yeah. your younger sister? I used I used my younger sister's shoes.
3: Right, to beat her To up. beat my older sister. <laughs> she she supplied you with the weapon in order to well, harm Well,
2: they're the closest sister. thing to me. Right, and then right, she right. had like all these scratches on her face. And she gonna go to school the next day. I
3: can't even believe your mom was able to manage the household as crazy as it obviously sounds.
2: My mom is a strong fucking woman. Right, right, right. <laughs> I give it to her.
3: <laughs> so you were stripping in New Jersey and that's kind of when... Not
2: in New Jersey, I was stripping in, in Baltimore.
3: In Baltimore, yeah. correct. Um, and so once you started to do that, it was pretty much like you're like, Yo, I'm a natural. This is great. I really enjoy this.
2: Well, I was so stripping mm-hmm. for a while. I stripped for a really long time. Totally all these different cities. But um So you started to travel
3: around? Or I, in like cities well, that I were I was local working to... in
2: Baltimore and then mm. when I moved to New York City I was was still taking the on bus to Baltimore. Okay. And then I strip there and then I moved up to Massachusetts and with Jeremy. Okay. And then um I like danced out there and then like when I used to come out here, when I was still living in New York City, I would, mm. like, dance at Crazy Girls, like, years ago, and, okay. and then experiment right now, so it's, like, and then I've also, I've also danced in Jersey. Uh, okay. I've danced a lot of places. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, So, would you, would, you
3: say, would you say, like, do you prefer that to doing porn, or is it that is, I mean, they're obviously just kind of two um, separate things that you... It's
2: kind of two separate things. Yeah, um, yeah. Porn is great because I know how much I'm getting. <laughs> I know, like... That's true.
3: That's true. I never really thought about it. Like, yeah, like
2: oh. like okay. So I get the set. I get my makeup done. Get yeah. my hair done. Take pretty girl photos, which is the, you know non-sex stills, right? right not right. non-sex anything, right? And then after that, I do the sex stills, and then the scene, mm-hmm. and then you know I leave,
0: right? And then you're like, all right, so thanks.
2: <laughs> sometimes it's it's like four hours. Sometimes it's eight hours. Sometimes it's a feature. It's like three days of twelve hours, right? Like, but stripping is like when I fly to Massachusetts to dance. It's mm-hmm. like I'm on the stage for a half hour dancing for numerous customers and then off the stage for a half hour, back on the stage for a half hour off. and like I don't know sometimes I won't make any money because mean be no customers right right or the guys won't be in the statue girls, which sure. happens, you know I can so, imagine yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so sometimes I'll make a lot of money. sometimes I barely make sometimes I'll make like five six hundred dollars on a shift sometimes i'll make like 150 200 right right which right is like eh. yeah, 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 so. yeah
3: that's interesting because I, I remember i think i've been to maybe like street three strip clubs in my life but i remember one of the most like revealing things to me because like the you know the adult film industry and all these things were like so far removed from like my atmosphere yeah. it's like it's like i know it exists but it was just something that it's like you know i, I didn't have any interest in it's whatever like
2: it's a straight edge thing
3: yeah. And I mean, it And it wasn't even so much like, you know, I mean, I was uh, utilizing porn, but it wasn't like I was like, you know, super interested, like, you know, following porn stars and like that didn't. Yeah.
2: You were a huge pervert. Right.
3: <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> and so I, but I remember going to the strip club in Costa Mesa called Ecstasy. And it was one of those things where I was like, I went with like old high school friends and it was just, I was like dragged. I was like, dude, I don't even think like because, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of strip clubs that are just fucking sad. You're just like, these are hollow shells of women. Like, just, you know, I mean, you know what I'm talking I'm sure you've seen maybe a few where but it's like.
2: That's how it is in LA, though. Because it's so hard to make money out here. Yeah. Unless a lot of girls. That's why I stopped dancing out here. Because it's so hard to make money if you're not doing extras.
3: sure. Sure. Like
2: no, I really don't want to yeah. jerk guys off for fifty bucks. I'm oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> really?
3: thanks, thanks. I mean, I sat up front once, and you know, gave the girl a few dollars. But then I was sitting towards the back, and was just hanging out. And then, so obviously, the girls were coming around trying to get lap dances. I remember this one girl just like sitting down, kind of rapping with us for a few minutes. And I, you know, I was pretty straight up. I was like, I'm, I'm not interested in the, what you're trying to sell me currently. Like, yeah. and I didn't say it like that. I was kind. Yeah. But my two friends left and then she just continued to to talk to me. And it was like, I could tell that it was just like, she wasn't hitting on me. I wasn't like, it was just a a normal real life conversation. And then guys would come over and be like, oh, hey. And then so she would go give them the lap dance and come back and talk to me. And like from that point on, it really like crystallized in my head where it's just like, oh, like she's clearly a normal girl. She goes to like Orange Coast College. And like Mm -hmm. before that, it was just like this mythical creature of a porn, you know, not like she was a porn star, but like. That I think that's the common conception that most people have, and like I'm sure.
2: Although, a lot of girls are hollow shells, from from my own experience. And like that's bitches. all you can speak from. Yeah, and you know, I just <laughs> or some girls are like super, super, super big hustlers. Like they're super cutthroat. So like I don't, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't really talk to LA strippers. Right. I have some friends who are LA strippers, but right. For most part... It's different, though, because when I first started going to strip clubs, mm. um, I lived in Buffalo. I grew up in Buffalo, so I would go to the Canadian ones when I was 19. Oh, okay. They were the best fucking things ever. <laughs> they are so magical. I was like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah, Right, right. Yeah, the Canadian strip clubs are like literally
3: the best ones. Interesting.
2: Yeah, I've never, go to a Canadian strip club, but it has been to be to like one in Montreal.
3: But that's yeah,
2: yes, Montreal. Though. doesn't yeah. really count. That's not it's, really part of Canada.
3: Right. They they are trying to secede. The the parallels that I also draw like in between, obviously like what you're doing, like yeah. how you've built you know your essentially you, you know your career up. Yeah. You know, it's very similar to obviously like what bands do from the perspective. It's a very yeah. DIY mentality. It's like you know you have built yourself to be like okay this is this is my corner of the market this is yeah. what i do um and it's like that that's also something that is most people i don't think would notice the easy comparison between those two that at least yeah. i see
2: In my own experience like i mean most of my friends are either in touring bands or work for touring bands like right. they're touring but that's who i get along with the most like because mm-hmm. porn stars and rock stars super similar mm-hmm. super similar because like you know they have like Stage presence. Right. You know when they're on stage, they act a certain way. When they're around fans, they act a certain way. Like same with me. Like when I'm on film or mm-hmm. when I'm like at an event or something, I have to act a certain way. Sure. The way I am on screen is now how I obviously now how I am but like in person. Like, right, right, I'm right. Just, You're
3: channeling I'm, a different side of yourself. Exactly. For that. Right. So I'm like, there's just there's so many parallels between, especially like that. Like I said, that whole DIY mentality where yeah. it's just like I want to do this myself. Yeah. And I want to
2: stand out and get attention, and that's being an alt. Porn star? Right. Like I have to stand out. Like alt porn definitely stands out from normal porn. Of course. But then each alt girl has to stand out on their own away from all the other alt girls. Right. Which is why I look the way I look. Like that's why I do like the blonde hair and crazy <laughs> yeah, crazy colors. Sure. You know, I used to tan and stuff like that. So it was like kind of like a mainstream girl with tattoos. Right. But I like I'm a tomboy who right. metal shows, you know. <laughs> right, right, um, right, right,
3: right, right. <laughs> You obviously have these, like, very contradicting, like, yeah. natures. But, I mean, that obviously, that, like, all adds Yeah, and
2: like, I'm, I'm straight-edged. Right. But I enjoy getting my friends wasted.
3: <laughs> so, that, that kind of speaks back to your enabling.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, That's
3: perfect. You're like, I don't drink anymore. I can buy you guys to get dr- drinks, and you guys can get shit-faced. But I don't need to do that.
2: Like, I was hanging out with my friend last night, and, like, him and his friend were, like, you know, smoking me, and they're like, his friend goes, "Oh, do you, do you want to hit this?" And I was like, um, "And her friend goes, No, she she doesn't do that. She's ed. She's like, oh, 'Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let me go in the other room.'" I was like, "No, yeah. that's cool. What did you want to do? It?
0: Right,
3: you gotta do it. No, it's no fine. judge, no Whatever. judgments, no judgments." He's
2: like, "Are you sure?" I was like, "Yeah, it's fine." Yeah, so, yeah. yeah.
3: Sort of two last things to sort of wrap things up. One, I would imagine guys are creepy, a reality. Yeah. And guys are creepy too. Sure, I would just imagine <laughs> that, like the the sort of attention that can be garnished for you. Um, You know, do you have to be super protective about obviously like who you kind of let in your life, like who you hang out with, like who um, just from the fact that I mean, obviously if they're coming to you as a fan first and then obviously can kind of maybe transition.
2: I'm really really good at like knowing like who my fans are. I'm really, really good at like reading people. Okay, I can like tell someone's going to be a creep because I've dealt with so many people that have been like, what? Where did this person come from? Or like now I know the characteristics of like someone who like changes drastically so i don't really let that many people into my private life anyway right so it's
3: this is just from an outsider's perspective it seems like you're very uh you're obviously very open about you know most aspects of your life I'm open
2: about everything
3: right and then it's uh, that
2: personal information that's the only thing i'm not open about so.
3: right right yeah, yeah. which then that, that's yeah, obviously what could trace people back to like <laughs> oh i know where you live i know like all these creepy things that obviously yeah. could exist kind of what you we were talking about earlier where it's like the idea of you know sex feeling good and sex feeling more so pornography obviously feeling like it gives women a sense of power in a way um Mm -hmm. like was that something that you identified with in the sense of like uh oh like you know i feel like i'm you know being a feminist by doing this because it's my god-given right to do porn or is it one of those things like you said you just solely focus on the fact that like i like entertaining and i like that that i can do this in my life and be able to be paid money for it
2: i hate when like feminists give other women shit it, it's only the women who do scenes with guys that mm. they like feminists give them shit about like there's like feminist porn stars but they only do girl, girl stuff well i feel like it's reversed because it's like mm-hmm. you're having power over these guys by having them basically when i do the scene the guy does like i make the guy do all the work yeah, well, yeah. majority of the work anyway i sure. mean i have to do some of it but right, you know? obviously. so it's like very empowering and i like tell them like do this do that like harder faster do like that like I'm pretty much like leading the entire scene, so mm-hmm. it's like I just really like entertaining, being the center of attention.
3: Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, th- that's the age-old uh, easy go-to where it's like, oh, like pornography, like that's you know clearly demeaning to women. Like cl- it's not.
2: It's actually the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Like it's not demeaning at all. Like yeah, there is porns that are like that, but I don't right. really do porn like that. I don't sub at all. Fuck that. I'm too dominant to sub. So, Wait, submissive? Yeah. Okay,
3: sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know you know I, I, I just wanted I, to make sure I wasn't... Uh... When
2: I lived in New York City, I was the dominatrix for a while. Oh, so, okay. So I, I was a dom. Sure. dude dudes me ass, and it was awesome. I called them my little bitches, but I told them, like, what a fat piece of shit they were, it, it, how tiny their dicks were, you know, fun <laughs> stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Pornography as, like, punk. Like, because, I mean, it. The, the whole industry in and of itself was founded off of a lot of the ideals that punk and hardcore are raised on where it's like questioning establishment and being like all the way that things were going in the past. I don't want to fucking do any of that. We're going to do our own thing here because pornography, I mean, essentially it's mainstream now. Like
2: it's getting there. I think it's just because a lot of like big names have done some mainstream stuff. Like, Sasha Grey did some of stuff, course. and James Dean is like doing movies. He did some Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay movie. Lohan
3: movie, yeah, yeah. I was reading about that. And it's
2: really, really, really yeah, yeah, bad. Yeah, I just, so, I just read a, a that's fun.
3: It's a lot it. of fun. Where you're at in your your career right now? You're comfortable. Is there other things that you want to transition to do in the future? Like, do you have any sort of grand well, vision I'm from that perspective? I'm going to
2: school at Paul Mitchell for hair, but I want to be a makeup artist, but. I know I can't just get makeup gays and live off that. So I'm like, well, I like doing my hair too. So I like doing hair. So, yeah. Sure. I love coloring. Mm-hmm. Pretty much like makeup and hair coloring. Like, you know, they, they tie go together. together right, because right, right. it's like, you know, putting makeup on is coloring your face. Right. And putting color on your hair is makeup for your hair. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know. Of course. As to know each other.
3: Looking at something like that as potentially being like, okay, like once I decide to transition out of porn, like this is something that I obviously... When
2: I decide to do that. I right. mean, I could just also be a stylist and still do m- pornography. Sure, so. sure.
3: Yeah. No. <laughs> I try to be technical with it. I mean, I know most people say porno, but... <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> exactly. Well, I really appreciate you hanging out and obviously...
2: Thanks. Hey, I have fun sharing all of my end of secrets.
3: Yeah. <laughs> all right. There you go. I thought it was a really interesting chat. I was glad to be able to, I don't know if I would say shed the light on the fact that, you know, these people that participate in the adult film industry they real people, because uh, obviously it's very easy to look at them and view them as just some, you know, m- like I said in the interview, some, you know, mythical being or whatever. I distinctly remember my experience of going to a strip club when I was like, I don't know, 19 years old and having a girl interact with me. That was one of the per- performers. I don't know if you call them that. Just kind of shattering some misconceptions I have in regards to that profession as well and so um it was an enlightening experience for me and i hope that this enlightened you in some fashion as well because after all stripping adult film industry it is very diy in nature as well like people just kind of decide to do it and figure out how to you know put two and two together from there so propertyofzack.com 100wordspodcast.com and uh, until next time be safe and i will see you all next week thanks